On today's episode, Dave interviews comedian Rick Overton. Rick has appeared on Seinfeld and won an Emmy for his work on Dennis Miller Live. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. I'm tired of being an iPhone that just plays back data you can click on. Oh, I love that, Rick, because, uh, we, have we started? Yes. Okay, uh, because uh, I love that because, you know, I've had, Joe Murray was, in, was, was a guest, and I just don't care about what he's done. I mean, I do care about what he's done, but it's not like... God Bless America was an interesting oh, choice. and that was the and, whole... Uh, I mean, we talked yeah. a lot about God Bless America, but not from the point of... Um, not from the point... Of, not from any point other than what was it like to... What was it like to do it? But what's your political... What's your political point... What's your, what's your politics about it? And, and that's what I cared about, about God Bless America, that right there. Right. Um, cause so, <clears throat> he... He... Uh, is not really taking a liberal stance on it, but it's a lot of the things that make liberals angry. He's just drawing another cons- solution. Oh, exactly. And so it's, a- hit, it's hitting both sides at once. Right. It's, it's liberal complaints with a conservative solution. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. And that's really true. That's really true. The idea of going at it from, <laughs> going at it from a, uh, uh, going at it from a conservative, like having guns and that guy having a gun. I love that movie, boy. I love that movie so much. Um, Huss had a great little moment in the theater there. Uh, oh, yeah, right. right Click, right, bang. Right. All that stuff was just so good. All that stuff was just so good. So, uh, so, so this, this podcast, and as, as, as Jean-Luc has said, we, we've already started and we're in the middle of it. And so what ends up happening is this, the podcast comes up and we just start laughing or talking or whatever the fuck is going on. And that's what we've got right now. I want to go back to what you said because it was just such a profound thing. We're saying that it was John Candy's 60-something birthday. Yeah, man. And you were talking about the, the those type guys. Yeah. Now, you, you used a phrase. And, and, and what was that phrase that you used in regards to it what they It seemed like, and I knew Belushi. Uh-huh. I knew Candy. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew Farley, mm-hmm. sort of. Well, certainly doing the stuff at the. Um, we you look, you're in proximity. Well, but it's also when we would do the things over on the pier. Yeah, the Second City. The Heralds uh, is right. The Heralds right. at the pier <clears throat> in Santa Monica, where we do the uh, Second City Alumni Heralds at the pier, and I think that's where I know you from. That's we we met first with actually the uh, be, previous to the pier we met at uh, the upfront. Right, on, right, on right, the right, promenade right. before the earthquake hit it in '94. So right. I've known you quite some time, buddy. I know, right, right. So what would? So you were saying, yeah, right. Isn't that funny how that? Yeah, that, that flies, and you have fun. <laughs> Improvers have fun. So, so you were saying that that these people had their best lives. It, it was like we we're talking about uh, uh, John and all those guys, and we're, I think we were talking about the bigger guys. And you were saying that their lives were from... were, were more fun between action and cut than right. between cut and action. Right. You're in a heightened sense where your body type is adored for its value in that sequence. Right. And that can probably mean everything else in your head and bring the, all the hormones and adrenaline up in your body so that when that goes away, the other 23 hours of the day where no one's treating you like that anymore offset, you know, that's that a, must add up. And that's just conjecture, but I bet it does. Well, I, I, I understand that. We're not going to know that unless that happens to us, mm. you know, that sort of uh, structure, our architecture happens in that way, and yeah, we right, become right. that sort of size. But um, looking right. at, uh, certainly looking at um, Farley, who I knew 
professionally, but I did not know personally. Yeah. You know, we, we intermingled when we were at Second City. He was there, and I went to a couple of parties that he, was, that he had hosted. He lived across the hall from Joel Murray. Um, so I know him from that, and I think I directed him in the touring company once. But he was uh, sweet soul, man. really sweet soul. And, and, and if you looked at that sweet soul and you, you looked at that sweet soul and then you watched what he would do on camera in between you know, uh, action and cut, and you go, man, that guy's living for that moment. And everything else is the demons can come in. Yeah, man. My dad was a jazz musician. And you That's could see right. that they would, I would be a little kid watching him play in a small room somewhere in New York. Uh, he'd sit me in back and let me watch. And, he broke all the rules, you know. But I got to see comedians that way. But you, I and I, so I, I just I, want to describe a technical thing that I saw mm -hmm. with my dad is that he would be. Would you? Can I? I just want to stop you there because I'd like for you to give context to what kind of a jazz, who your dad played with. My dad arranged for Thelonious Monk, and uh, if you ever hear about the jazz loft, which is where a lot of bebop was being invented, that was my dad's loft. Uh -huh. And so uh, that was your dad's loft, where where uh, W. Eugene Smith took. Pictures yeah, of it David X. Young and Eugene Smith. Yeah, and right, he recorded yeah. that. Yeah, and I, I remember I read about that, and that was your <laughs> dad's loft. That was your dad's loft. Yeah, and I listened to some, and there's tapes of that shit still. There's tapes of it, right? Yeah, you can get it. You can order it. Yeah, you can it's order. I've heard discs. some of it. Yeah, yeah, and it's craziness, man. And it's, it's raw, crazy. and you're hearing right. it being invented. Right. And it's like watching Setlist. Because, <laughs> you know, and then later watching how Setlist turned into someone's act. Right. And then how they refined it in the car on the way to the gig later. Is that you what know? you're talking about? You're about to get into, like, the idea of process. I was going to say, it first, its attraction is so strong. It's that what? what is it? The heightened attraction. The uh -huh. same thing <clears throat> between action and cut Got it. is the same thing when you're jamming with a bunch of cats on stage. Mm -hmm. And the color you're glowing is not the sum total of the gelled lights on the set. And right. so what you're realizing is they're going to heaven. And all the drinking the rest of the week is trying to get fake heaven to fill in the blank spot till real heaven kicks in again. Right. Of the, of the Blue Angel wingtip, absolute, yet improv, no collision, perfection that they can achieve. Right. That's what, and you always think that's harmony. That's what I want heaven to look like as right. harmony. And you're able to synthesize little brief moments of it here. When it goes away, it can be catastrophic. Uh, uh, the Unless idea, you have a philosophy for how it comes to you like a season. If you look at it, see, I don't think that you can force the harmony. Well, mean, but I, everybody tries. I know, man. I know, you but know, that's what you're saying. We, and when improv you, is trying. Right, but when you step away from that, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to come to me, but the more that I look at it, the more I look for it, it's not going to be yeah, there. Yeah, you can't. Somebody yeah. was today uh, online, um, people's in, peopleinchairs.com had, uh, somebody had written a, um, a blog entry about the game of the scene, playing the game of the scene. And I, and I said, I never think about the game of the scene, an improv scene. I don't think about it, because yeah, if I yeah. have to think about it, then I'm contextualizing it. And if I'm contextualizing it, then there's going to be a filter between what you're saying and what I'm going to respond to that is mathematical and scientific, as opposed to something that you're saying something and you and I are in fucking harmony, Organic. because there's not a piece there that doesn't belong there that we don't both have an agreement upon. 
I say something to you, you respond to it, you hear it because it's fucking right there. We're not thinking about this right now. No, we're not. But we're doing pretty good. We are doing good because if we had to think about it, it wouldn't fucking come, right? Yeah, you'd be so fucked, you'd fuck the whole thing up. <laughs> right, right. And what's happening, you know, because I've been listening like to that. these podcasts and I've been hearing um, uh, <laughs> my friend Richard Label who says, I got to get his name into every one of these podcasts. He says, <laughs> he said how often I say fuck. And it's like, yeah, I do say fuck a lot. And I also say right, 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 right a lot. And the more I think about those things, my saying those things, the harder it is for me to go, just listen to Rick, just listen to Rick, as opposed to <laughs> Richard said, don't say fuck. So right now, that harmony thing that that well put. all those guys were doing, because I do, I do, I love Monk, and I, I don't know if it's apocryphal or if he did indeed say this. He said, uh, I don't make, he said, I don't make mistakes. I just justify, I don't make, I don't play the wrong note. I just justify the next one. Yeah. And it's like, man, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You could hear some notes, he'll hit like two, a two finger bang on right. the note there, you know, and he just said, well, I guess it was like Cajun cooking. I didn't mean to leave it on now, but now it's blackened, so that's just rewrite the menu, you know? Right. And everyone goes crazy for it. I remember you talking, you and I were talking on the, uh, at Second City in, in, in the, uh, when Second City was at Melrose. Yeah. And we were in the back there, and you had just done, uh, you just did something with Woody Harrelson. And as you probably have done a number of things with Woody Harrelson, I don't know. But you said that very often the script is just a suggestion for him, and he will go off on that. Did I get this right? Am I getting that, that yeah, kind we, of right? Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we never really acted together, but we talked. We're friends, uh -huh. and, and certainly politically, we are you know, hanging out and doing things together, and okay. that's mostly our participation, mm -hmm. other, and we are buddies. And, uh, but he, yeah, sometimes, and it depends on who you're working with, too. Not everyone can give you the same deal. One of the, one of the, uh, signs of a sapling green director is they're uber micro controlling every word you say. Right. And, uh, it's, it's like Harold Ramis. He hired you because he figured you must know what you're doing. I got a lot of other shit to worry about today. I'm not, I can't sit and work you like a, you know, Jim Henson puppet when right. I got so much else to do. It goes back to, uh, I don't think that we'd have the jazz music that we had right, we have right now if everything was, well, certainly jazz just says do whatever the fuck you want to do within this context that we live. But the idea of there's nobody controlling, um, uh, there's nobody controlling uh, Monk or Miles or Coltrane or Charlie Parker. Like those guys looking at what those guys did and they went, this is my style, man. You're gonna jump on it or you're not gonna jump on it. Now, if I'm going to be a director, I'm gonna go, who are you, what's your voice, and why did I hire you? I hired you for your voice, right? Yeah. And so if I'm gonna go, okay, the text is important if you're a mammoth, but when you engage with mammoth, you gotta know that he wants those words to be that. He wants that's them to sound like that other process. Right. <clears throat> and when he wrote it, that's precisely the process he used to exactly. get Exactly. And so he So someone about, is using this process. Right. And for, for uh, reading one of his books, it was like, just fucking do the lines, dude. Don't come into it with a lot of bullshit that you don't need. Just read the lines and present the lines, and that's what I'm doing. Um, that's, that was my intention when I wrote it. True and False, uh, was it Harassing the Theater that he wrote? Really great book. He went off the rails a little bit, if he, was ne if he was ever on the rails, just in terms of his politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Well, sure. Yeah. And it's hard, to, it's hard for me to wrap my head around a lot of that stuff now.
I don't know what got to Davey. But, it's, but he's always been that way, if you really look at it. I, I think it seems that, like insights that go past that in his writing. And then he's like a, it's like a town, he writes about other towns that he, he doesn't live in. <laughs> he stayed in the old town while he's writing about the other ones. Right. Because his insights go past his mental town. Right. Or at least they, they used to. I Human seen insights it. seemed like at that level of analysis and depth would get you in the car and get you out of there. Right. Hmm, well, that must be a financial matter. Almost always is. Well, I know there's a lot to it right there. I mean, the idea of fear, I think a lot of fear-based, a lot of things where pe people are fearful is because of finances. Income protection. Right, we'll, right. We'll mold a lot of stuff. Uh, how many comics did you start with that were one way until something clicked and then they're just, oh, I get it. You know, it establishes a pattern. You can see it. Oh, boy, that's really interesting because I was just thinking about somebody like that where you go, how is it that you used to be this and now you're that? And that's okay because your path is that path. But, oh, oh, um, I had a meeting with somebody that wanted to represent me and, uh, a couple days ago. And he said, what do you want? <coughs> and I said, I want pretty much what I have. Well, but what do you want in the industry? And I'm thinking, mm. I don't. I have what I want. And it's hard to describe that to some people. I want you to make this version a heightened version of this. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Expand what I'm doing. Now, I want to hear that you got me to the degree that we see that's why I want to work with you because of precisely what you're doing now so that we expand on that. I thought that's why I was here. Yeah. Right. And that's the whole thing. And, but I, don't, I have no desire, and, and I don't know if I'm looking at it the wrong way, but I have no desire to be on certain television shows. I look and I go, I don't like that show. I, don't, <laughs> I can't wrap my head around that. Do you, do you find, do you have that, do you have that, uh, uh, that focus? Well, now, when I say focus, I don't mean that you're unfocused. There's things I mean, I'll turn down because I don't believe in them, commercial-wise. Mm -hmm. I've had to walk from a few situations where mm -hmm. I, I feel that's a pretty dishonest thing I'm doing here. You uh -huh. know? Any Monsanto-based thing I try to steer away from. <laughs> right. Or, uh, you know, join the army and uh, really see the world kind of ad. I feel mm -hmm. funny about that. That's a little, it's a little, yeah, you'll see. Right. One tiny chunk of the world, but uh, I don't feel like that's... I can lead them into that. No. And so I'll give up money on some things like that, you mm -hmm. know. And acting-wise, for episodics, I'm, I'm, I'm open to just keeping working, but I think nature sorts some of it out as I'm a kind of actor that only winds up in certain things, too. Even with my, you know, I think I have a pretty diverse character portfolio now. But I think my, my size and my look, it narrows it down a little. Right. And so I'm a, what, what I'm, people say, well, watch out, you might be becoming a type. You wouldn't want that. I go, you, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> wouldn't want to be a type? <clears throat> yeah, type away, motherfucker. Just type my name on that check. Let's go. <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Oh, I wouldn't want to see my face on a pillowcase or a lunchbox or a T-shirt. Wouldn't want that. Wouldn't want that action figure. <laughs> um, what do you, like right now, the writing, like how, how has your writing changed? Because yeah. you're, you're a pretty, you're a really, I, I love your politics and I wrap my yeah, head around mutual, your politics. David, yeah, same, same here. Yeah, and, and we live right now in a time where we're really able to look at our friends and see what it is that they, they post, which is a point that we've never seen before. Um, what their point of view is, it how they respond to other people mm -hmm. on those posts, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at all that. And right now, it's just making me 
more and more certain of my politics, and I hope I'm not entrenching it or digging myself into the ground so that if some change needs to come up, I'm not able to take it. Am I making well, sense there? Yeah. Because I'm really going, Ugh. Look, you, but your core morality is a filtering system. It's mm -hmm. the vetting system that all things go through. I mean, you're, we're talking about results, but as improvers, you know the point is process. Right. Results come and go. Right. And so your right. vetting process is not the corrupted thing. If a new condition filters through it, you'll make the moral choice on the next set of conditions. But let's not confuse conditions with process. Right. Uh, that's really, really true, and and I Your love moral that idea. filters because, intact, man. right? And right. so you got aliens land. Wait and see. <laughs> right, right. I'm not gonna say we definitely because of a movie I fucking saw we got a launch on them. Right, right. And I'm gonna wait and see how they act. Right. It is about the process. And the reminder constantly needs to be: I am in process. I am in process. I am in process. I am awake right now to that which is in front of me. There's no other version. Well, well, the, the, either you do know or you don't know. It, that's the. That's the version. I, that's Those right. are the two other versions. When you say either you do know or you don't know, are you saying that either you're mindful of it or you're not mindful of mindful it? Mindful or not. Exactly. You're mindful of it, and I've been using the phrase mindless because that's the phrase that I want to say. Yeah, yeah. You're either mindful of it or you're mindless about it. You either know how the jet is landing or you don't know how it lands, but there it goes. Exactly. And that's the way I look at it when I get into a jet. It's like, I don't have to fucking figure this shit out. So no, that guy put a lot of time into it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like, the plane goes up, the plane lands. Yeah, yeah. The plane, it's not that the plane goes up, the plane goes down. The plane goes up, the plane lands. <laughs> yeah, I'm Bernoulli's principle. That. Okay. Exactly. Jet propulsion is like, I don't know, what's the difference? I go up, I go down. Um, but, but at the end, that's about product. That's not about process. Process in, the whole thing is looking at it from this moment. And I think that a lot of, uh, what a lot of artists tend to do is they don't realize that they are always in process. They are always in the middle of something to say what it is that, I don't know what it is that I'm going to be. I don't know what it is that I'm going to do. I do know where it is that I am. And how I got here or why I'm here doesn't matter. What matters is I'm present to being here. It all goes back to improv. Right. Everything ties back to things that go to improv. Nothing doesn't attach to it. Right. When you say, what about memory and memorization? Well, I'm speaking English while improv <laughs> I didn't invent this language. Right. I'm accessing other data that is memory-based. Right. <clears throat> I may refer to history in mid-sentence. Mm -hmm. But mostly that's... It's my slave, and it's memory-based people that are so confounded with the process. Which lobe, like a crab, has one giant claw, a little tiny one? Which is your dominant claw lobe, you know? And memory-based people are always confounded. So I think it's purely just a mathematical condition of you're just plugged in this way. Mm -hmm. I'm plugged in that way. It's the same mm -hmm. plug. It's just which way you faced it into the wall. Right. And so I'll always have an improvisational invent a way out of the scenario brain to things rather than a what have I been shown before about it right. that I repeat identically. That's and really school teaches you repeat to your teacher. You're rewarded baby bird mouth open with a regurgitated worm every time you repeated word for word what the teacher said. Right. And it's training that side of the brain to become gargantuan and the, the inventor to whittle away to nothing. Well, it's what's going on right now. Uh, I, th I think that there's, 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 there's an evolution away from that, but I think it's what's going on right now with um, um, 
no child left behind. Yeah, yeah. You know, that sort of thing mm -hmm. where it's like testing and testing and testing and testing. And to go into that as a teacher must be a very difficult thing to do because you're going, all that I'm here to do is to create a product. Uh, there's nothing creative a good about worker. it. I'm making a good worker. Exactly. Because uh, 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 I'm a good worker. Yeah. Right, right. right. I'm I perpetuate worker. my own thing. Clearly. And the yeah. thing is that when I'm teaching, I'm not because I teach so much. When I'm teaching, I'm not looking at anything other than my responsibility, and this is what I think a lot of teachers want to do, my responsibility to, to you is to be the midwife to your voice. Facilitator. Exactly. Facilitator, and for me to, to look at you and to say, look, whatever it is that you're doing right now is great. There is no right, there is no wrong. You're on your path, and that's what the fuck it is. Does, you know what I mean? I do. I think there's a lot of different versions of what someone can call teaching. You know, half of it's TV now, teaching horrific things. And uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, TV's teaching some pretty ghastly human behavior right mm -hmm. now. It's kind of like that. Uh, watching. You can look on the surface and watch Honey Boo Boo and think, "Oh, look, a cute little kid." But what's teaching about parenting and what's okay for a mother to get away with is fucking criminal. <laughs> it's child abuse level. Like, screech up in cars and stop this shit, like, wrong. But wouldn't you, know? you also say, I mean, couldn't it also be said, and, I, and, I, and I, uh, this is something I just realized, couldn't the same thing about the Cleavers be said? Because the Cleavers lifestyle was just as much fiction as Honey Boo Boo's lifestyle. They look healthier, man. They do look healthier. <laughs> the Cleavers were in pretty good shape. But you the know? thing is, like, Dad like, worked out, he doesn't have to work. It <laughs> right. was pretty nice, you right. know. It's a different lifestyle. I'd rather be in black and white in their world than in the Honey Boo Boo trailer that's listing to one side because they didn't build it right for the whole family to be in one part of the house oh at once. Oh, my God. I can't even watch it. I just can't watch it. Yeah. I can't watch it. But you know what? I wonder, because I do know people that are really focused and that are present, that love that show. And I go, you know what, you're a, you're a fine human being. Uh, what's happening? <clears throat> it's, some people are very easy to hypnotize. And some people are very hard to hypnotize. Do you watch TV? Uh, I do not as much, not nearly as much as I used to. Uh -huh. You see me on Facebook. Who has time for TV? Exactly, exactly. You just count count the times for the posts. You know? Right, right. That's the same thing with me. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't turn that that television on <laughs> at all. And if I do, it's usually for things like um, Colbert, John Stewart, right, Bill Maher, right, um, the Rachel. Well, uh, yeah. Oh boy, I just love her so much. Yeah, sure. Boy, I love her so I much. I watched John Fugel saying on, uh, you know, current, current TV. TV. Yeah, he's, I don't, uh, he's I don't, killing it with the show. I don't, uh, I don't have current TV. I don't have my. I don't have. You can look TV. at it later on that. I do, I do, and when I do read him, he is just. But another guy, the sanity of that voice, um, and the fact that right now we're living in a time where I can look at that voice and I can hear that voice and I can agree with that voice and I can feel part of that voice. Itemized to me, who has hit the liars harder? Right. Than comics. Right. I can't think of them either. Right. No MSNBC hit pretty hard too, and some other investigative reporters certainly have. Right. But as far as getting on, getting well lit and amplified and doing it, right. Comics have keylobbered them, well, starting with uh, all the way back to I don't know Mark Twain. It has to be Mark Twain. The sat the satires, but you look back even further than that, sure. and I don't know if um, uh, well uh, in a, a modest proposal. Um, uh, Swift, 
yeah. who did a modest proposal. Mm -hmm. that, like one of the first pieces of satire that I've ever known. Like, you're hungry, eat your kids. You know, that sort of thing. You look at going, oh, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty great. That's really, really great. But what Colbert has done and what, um, uh, oh my God, but you're also going back to Mark Saul. You're going back to those guys, too, who were able to take a look at things and go, Lord Buckley. Exactly. It was Lenny's hero. Right. And Lord Buckley had guys we never heard of because no one put a recorder to them. Right. They were vaudeville cats and jazz club guys that said funny shit between songs and right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah. And to open yourself up to that. But there's also, oh man, club owners which allow the, that sort of stuff to, to open up who are just here just to say, I am here to help you find your voice again and to let all that come out. You, they're lucky to have you, man. You're a mm -hmm. guy, that, a, a teacher that gets what you get you go study with this fucking guy, man. You're not going to find a hundred of those on earth. <laughs> you got a guy that gets this and teaches, you lucked out. Right. Take advantage of this luck, students. But I'm sitting here. I'm lucky to know him for the years <laughs> I do, and I'm a better man for it. But you're out of your mind if you don't study with him. I appreciate that. And I look at all those people whose shoulders that I'm, I'm upon, and you're bringing about all those, you know, um, uh, Lord Buckley, and I think about Dell. Close, yeah. and I think about those cats that that are, were living in a whole totally different universe, and whether they made a fortune on it or not, they've inspired so many goddamn people yeah. in ways that, like, like my students don't know the influence that they that that Dell has had, or people like Martin Demont have had that they don't even know who I those people you're are. You're one of them. You're one of them. You're up. I call them mocker mockers. What does that mean? Mocker of mockers. A mocker, a mocker of mockers. 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 Big mockers. Big mockers. mockers. You're right. a mocker mocker. Right, right. A mocker mocker. An uber mocker, if we will. Well, not even uber in the sense that the, the humble position of propagating those that can go on to whatever greatness mm -hmm. is a very noble position for that reason. You know, and, and you, your greatness is the measure of your children in a way. I really agree to that. And I, You're I popping now, buddy. You I didn't know. know. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but they but, like your kids, man. Yet, They're all talking about you like a dad. <laughs> they do. They do. They do. You know, you fathered like, a version of them. Right. Well, it's one of those things about being an elder statesman. You know, because I, I look at a lot of people that I know that are elder statesmen, and I know the people who have dedicated, we have dedicated our lives towards the uh, having people's voices come out. And, and I think that that's just so goddamn important. And it's just where my life has gone. Did you see yourself, what matches what you wanted as a kid with what you're doing right now? Laughs. Ah. Dad took me to the attic and played Jonathan Winters records and Bob Newhart records for me and Cosby records for me. Because he, though, as a jazz cat, who he did pretty good for himself. You know, uh -huh. he looked like a cross between Ben Affleck and fucking JFK. I got mom's dad's looks. <laughs> the physicist who worked on the Manhattan Project. I got that guy's looks. So, uh, oh my God, look at the universe that you come from. Oh, like, he back he backed out. He was in the school of thought that mm -hmm. you set an A bomb off and it just keeps going. Right. And eats everything around it till Earth is just a tiny star. Right. No, he wrong, but thank God he backed out. Anyway, so right. uh, dad was a. Playing guy, you know, very popular with the ladies. Mm -hmm. But he still wanted to be a comic anyway. Right. He wanted to take a step down mm -hmm. to the guy that just catches whatever falls off the side of the fishing boat <laughs> behind the <laughs> musician, you know? Right. He'd rather have that because of the attraction of a laugh. And that once again speaks to the adrenal rush of that much. Because in your subconscious, what does it make the I am love needle swing to what number? Right. 
and you it's really hard to go down to little threes and sixes again after right. you got a spinal tap 11. right right a spinal tap 11 that's awesome um that's really really true i remember my aunt um jeanette saying to me you're really funny you should be a comedian i think i was i was in third grade and i was thinking oh yeah all right that's it that's what i'll do but remember i love the, first, the idea. remember the first time a girl looked at you in class <laughs> that tilt of the head over it's the reconsideration refiling you tilt right you just went up two two drawers of files right. to a much like narrower folder you're in a binder a binder of men <laughs> class and, and it dawns on you i have to use this for the rest of my life right i've told this story before and uh, uh here and uh the, i remember the first moment that I decided I wanted to be an actor, I was in fourth grade and I was, it was my first part. And I was working with. What uh, were you playing, man? Well, who I was, was just it? like, I was like school child number four or were whatever. You, uh, it was one of the be. food groups? Uh, <laughs> well, you dairy? I, I, was, I was dairy. You, I, <laughs> I had to wear the wedge. No, I didn't. Make him wear the wedge. I was, I was a child amongst adult actors. So I was able to, to do that. And this was at a theater, a oh, real theater. Oh, how and old so are you? I was eight. I was eight, and that was the moment. So at did, that moment, did you get a laugh? No, because it was James Thurber's Thirteen Clocks. So it was an, it was a satirical. Who the fuck knows? Nobody ever does it anymore. But my part was run on, <laughs> say, look at the birds, look at the birds, and that was my part. And I remember being stage right. I've told this story before, but being stage right and Davida Hodges, Tracy Hodges' mother, and I'm, I'm I'm panicking. And Tracy Hodges' mother was there to help facilitate, like getting stuff out. She was, and she was. She, I'm crying softly, stage right, and she grabs me and puts me to her chest and goes, it's gonna. And at that moment, I knew two things. I knew that I wanted to be an actor, and that I was a heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, so, uh, oh man! So at so that you moment, really made an entrance on that stage. Oh my God! You know, and, well, for as much as you can uh, for, for the biology. <laughs> but at that moment, they're looking go, at another bird. <laughs> when you, <laughs> when you lift, he's pointing to the birds. Everybody, exactly. <laughs> he's pointing skyward. Looks like he's got a branch in his pocket. Um, but, but it's that idea of at that moment knowing, but it's what you're saying about somebody taking a look at you and having that tilt and you, you're saying, I've never experienced that connection with a, with a person before. Huh. That moment at that moment and saying, oh my God, how great is that? Like the first time that you, that you were improvising or you know, whatever, if you did a bit and you, you, you get this huge laugh out of somebody and you're like, Jesus Christ, I didn't see that coming. How do I recreate that? What is it yeah. that I'm doing in that moment? Yeah, your path gets set on moments like that. Clearly. And everything else is reverse engineering the experiment to occur again. Exactly, and going, I did that, how do I do that again? Make this dirigible. Exactly, and, and you go, well, I don't know. And then after a while you go, it doesn't matter. What matters is I can do it, not how I did it, but that I can do it. And I, and I think that, that people like, stand-ups or anybody that's a writer is going to be focused on how do I craft this joke and you know how you craft your jokes does that make sense yeah. how the you know the DNA and the yeah the hopefully you know how a joke ought to sound coming out of what everyone's gonna look at is your head right Right. They're going to sum it up with your body. Did the joke match the head and the look and all that? Right. You know? Sometimes you don't need to do it, but a lot of times you do. Mm -hmm. There's certain people, picture the wrong act coming out of me on stage. This old bearded dude saying, you know, some 
yo bitches player kind of shit. They look at me like, uh, the fuck's your problem, man? What? <laughs> they pop, face your cap forwards. <laughs> well, Spin it like, around, man. You're 58 years old. <laughs> well, listening to Bob Dylan sing about love, you go, oh boy, I don't know. I mean, I really like Bob Dylan, but I can't imagine, you know, like him going, oh, girl, you're the one for me. And going, oh, no, there's no girl. And right now, the way you're saying it, it's like, ah, you got to be careful. Don't say girl, say woman. And Gee, I wonder why they all keep heading. Heading for the taxi. Oh my <laughs> God. Stuff, huh? But it's it, but you, you, you got to know your voice again. You got to know your voice. And those of us who have who have discovered who it is that we are, we kept saying, okay, this is about my voice. This is not about the product. It's about the process. And it keeps going back to that. You ever try to pitch a mockumentary storyline and sell it? And they're like, yeah, but what's the character's second agenda? Right. Now, where's the hidden thing? Watch a Chris Guest film. There's never any hidden anything. Everything is laser pointer, straight sincerity. It's almost a complete reverse of the process. Who cares what fucking dog won right. in Best in Show? Right. No one's that invested in a normal movie. That's the whole point. Right. Because those are, But these are synthetic goalposts to make you watch a journey in between. With right. They're kind of inconsequential at either end, just like Guff, so Guffman doesn't show. And right. every other movie Guffman had to show up. I was kidding. I was here, you know? Right. <laughs> right. But it's, all, it's a great improv scene. Starts in the middle and ends in the middle. Yeah. And it's training a human to be able to see that part and love that part. Like, Setlist will have great shows mm -hmm. in certain sp specified areas. And they'll have fantastic shows elsewhere. And then they'll have a rough show every now and then right. when it's a place where they just... These are not verbal jazz aficionados. These are people just looked online right and saw a comedy show <clears throat> and they're waiting for punchlines right and it's really hard to explain you've got to love watching a guy struggle for all this oh my god oh my god i don't know how how well because the to audience it. the further you get from the hub of people that are a lot of them are students right and when they're laughing it's because they wish that they were the next one to get that exact thing going right appreciation laugh uh, uh, it's a different kind of laugh it with a student is. watching, you know. Right. And so in town here, you'll get that. And then at comedy festivals, set list obliterates every comedy festival. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of aficionados there. And the trick is going to be now when it's on TV, at Sky TV, to get everyone else to notice it there. Because most everyone loves it just because it's so much silly fun. Yeah. And they love watching. And, and most people love the gladiatorial aspect of you having a roaring battle in your own head, how to get the next thing out while not sweating and being cool. Right. Uh, right. But there are you're, you and I are talking about the kind of person that is still based in the other half of their head, right? And just wants a result. The one that we we're talking sees about sees everything earlier. as little terminal results, right? Terminal Everything's results. a stop, right? They right. see the word stop plays more into it than continuum. Well, it's the idea of what, when I teach when I teach a class and a student has an epiphany in a scene or there's a revelation that someone has, they immediately want to go and scene. I'm going, no, man, no. That's where the joy is. That's where it all is. At that moment, where the where the where the actor, the character has makes a realization that they never had before, and they go, at that moment, you need to investigate that because everything else prior to that, you knew. Yeah. But at that moment, you, the actor, and the character have just discovered something that you never saw before. Yep. And you know what? That's the reason you're alive. That's the reason that we do it. At <laughs> that moment. That. That's great. That's absolutely it. Right? That defines our, my life now. I'm very 
I'm a little I'm a little spoiled on improv, man. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I want that sensation a lot. It's right. like a, it's like a sex addict for that right. feeling. I'm trying to synthesize events to make more of that occur in my life. I just well, like how it tastes. But isn't it about who you surround yourself with, like that the community that you have? Totally. Because that's what it's all about. It's yeah. Community. Yeah, and 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 it's not just because of the just the fact that we do this one thing. But it's that kind of mind that thinks of these kinds of things mm -hmm. is really fun to hang out with in other settings. Right, right, right. It, that part doesn't shut off. It aims at other things. Yeah. And it's just as much fun watching that and Absolutely. being part of that. Because it's what I do when I'm alone anyway. I do that. And right. it's, uh, you like being near other people doing the thing you love. If you play a sport, you'll watch a sport on TV of that sport because you're watching the people who are better than you do it. You right. Know? I think it, I think there's also other things in there too. Like I like being around people that are smart and don't want me, and who are just going, who are smart, who uh, who can connect me to things that I never knew before, make me take a look at my life in ways that I never knew before, to be able to open myself up. But I think that that's the artist's life, is the recognition that I am here to experience, I am here to live, to be surprised, to be surprised. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to, I am living my life to be surprised at being surprised. And at that moment you go. And what's the, what's the act, what, what is the core of what you're saying? There's a certain thing that happens to me when I'm surprised. Mm -hmm. I just want the, I want surprise in my life. Right. Which is akin to awe, which is akin to youth. Right. And vitality and possibility. Right, right. Right. There's a great phrase that uh, the Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith uses. I think it's like, like see the world through a child's eyes, like the, the idea of having that idea. Every time you enter a scene, and it's the same thing that we were talking about earlier, the idea that you and I, when we do something, uh, when we're in a scene together, whatever it is that we're inventing in, whatever it is that we're creating in that moment, we are both sharing that experience. That's your and, kid. And that's, and at that moment, that kid going, I never knew that, I never knew that, I never knew that, I never knew that. And to be able to live that excitement at that moment is great. And so every time I, I hit the stage in improvisation, I didn't want to do what I've done before. Yeah. Because it's not going to have the same result. And as long as it's not going to have the same result, let's do something fucking new. Yeah. yeah. That we both are seeing at that moment. It's the same thing why we're in America. Yes. Someone improvised a fucking boat and came over here because they just said, I've had it with fucking Europe. I'm going <laughs> to risk my life to get out of here. Everything's, you know, yeah, there's, there's plagues and shit like that, but we're, good. we're starting to sort ourselves out now. Things mm -hmm. are looking a little better, and uh, I still can't take it. You have a beautiful house, you'll just start to hate it because there's a thing in your brain that needs you to make a new thing. You know, uh, uh, the male took it to hunting a lot because mm -hmm. just you ate one thing doesn't mean you stop eating. <laughs> right. You can right. get hungry in, in a few days, you're going to be back, you know? Right. And that intellectually, that can occur too. Yes. I look at my dog, uh, who I share custody with my ex-wife, my dog, and my dog is so... Of course, animals have no ego at all, so they're just happy to be in that moment, at that moment. And I give my dog the same food that I've given my dog since my dog was a puppy. You know, essentially, the same food. And he is so excited about it, in that moment, to be grateful for that, because it's like, yeah, I've never had this before. It's like, dude, you have it every day. He loves the ritual of gratitude. Exactly. Because that brings him something. 
There's like people to give people other stuff. Mother Teresa's getting, you know, something back. There's a tingling feeling when that person looks at you with a certain look in their eyes after right. you handed them something. Right. That you drive around. You ever, like, see a homeless cat and you got an extra jacket in your car and you just toss it to him and he like, shows you a level of unjaded uh, um, gratitude that uh, unjaundiced that that is the uh, you wanted that moment of purity. You want to be reminded that there's purity somewhere on earth. Right. It cost you what a jacket? So fucking what? Right. You so won in that deal. Well, but it'll it, hold it, you. You'll sleep so good that night. And and it's the idea of no matter what gift you give, you get a gift in return. And the gift that you get in return is the gift that you get is the fact that you gave that gift. Yeah, but it triggers a, a chemical response in you. Clearly, you're still getting a pharmacopial response. Mm -hmm. Uh, internally, that is kind of like it's the rush you were looking for. If you mm -hmm. just want to put an animal, what you know, what makes my needle swing into the numbers here? That makes the needle swing. Mm -hmm. Being told I love you makes the needle swing. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, someone giving you a massage makes the needle. Well, swing. Well, also that looked at that girl the first time. The girl gave head you that, tilt. that, that huge head needle tilt. swing. Right. For a girl tilting head and reconsidering me in school. <laughs> Absolutely needle swing. A teacher, an adult saying, you're funny. A laugh that Bang. you get. A laugh that you get. Bang. Or somebody. And there's also, when I teach, what I've been looking, what I've been thinking about lately Pride is because. Pride in the student. Well, what's that? Pride in the student Well, there's succeeds. not just pride. There's, there's that, certainly. But there's also that moment that I, a student says, um, I don't really understand. And I go, this is what I've done, blah, 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 blah. And this look, this head tilt. And they go, I don't. Oh, I get it now. Bang. And you go, that's the reason that I'm there. That's the reason. And in they that helped moment. you. They taught you how to make a new definition. Exactly. They clarified it for me. And yeah. I think that a lot, like a lot of people say, <laughs> I teach in order to learn. But you yeah, know what? Yeah, yeah, I teach yeah. in order to learn. And my students all know that because they are in that moment with that's me. That's why you're and so damn say, smart. But man. it's the idea also of, I don't own any of this. You're a smart man. <laughs> I love you, Davey. I love you too, Rick. And I'm so glad that, you know, going you know, back I'm to talking here. philosophy at this speed, heaven ought to taste like this too. And man. that's what My that's parents what would do this all night, every night, and on weekends, you know, at the loft. I would watch this go on like, like verbal fireworks. Right. Beautiful. Right. Not right. mean, angry, real fireworks. You're not scared of fireworks. You love it. Well, the thing is, like, somebody gets up. You know uh, Rick Shapiro, right? Very well. Okay. So Rick was, Rick was one of the guests here and recently. And so he couldn't sit down. He's moving around. He's walking around, like, all the time. He's just like, he, and, and he's thinking, and he's thinking, and he's thinking. And then he's stuttering through a lot of what he's saying. But the moment that he hits a character, he is able to get this shit out right away. Because right. no longer is he <laughs> injured. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And that guy isn't. He picks a guy that isn't hurt. And he does him great. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, <clears throat> and there's also this thing that I look at him, move. and I look at you in the same way, and there was something that you were saying earlier about, about the bird and the regurgitation and the worm and all that stuff, and I'm, and I'm listening to you say that, and, I'm, and, I, and you are saying it without a fumfert, a falter, a mistake, and it's coming out of you like a Miles Davis jazz oh, solo. Know you know what I'm saying? Wow. Uh, it's one of those things. <laughs> but, but we're still, Jeez. aren't we entitled to that? Aren't we Maybe. entitled you to that? Maybe. You know what? Yeah. We are. Well, why am I hiding from we? art? Art's bigger than me. It, it borrowed me for a second. Right. I shouldn't be ashamed of the process. Clearly. Change. I'm a changed man I'm after so this glad. conversation. But it's also like it's the oh, idea Dave. of giving us permission. That's a liberating to... thought, baby. Well, of course it is. And I, I, like, I look you at know, you. You know, I was thinking... thought you kind of, you, you shrink it down, you boom, boom, boom. But the, why would a kid want to copy that? If you're here to teach, you should alpha.
it up a little bit and say, it's not that I have something you don't, it's that I have it and you have it too. That's exactly it. And I so like that's that. why I said to I like Rick, it. that's what I said to Rick. I said, I, like I look at you and you are fucking booming this awesome that's poetry cool. coming out of your mouth. And I, and I said to him, don't you see that? Don't you fucking see that? You're, and I said, how dare you feel any other way about that in your life yeah, yeah, other yeah. than at that moment, share that with the fucking world because I need you. I need you. Don't you agree with that? To look at certain people and go, if you hold back your shit, I, I don't know who I am because I got to feel like, oh, I, I got to hold back my shit. Right, right. That's great. Yeah, absolutely, I agree, hundred mm -hmm. uh, uh, percent. You're, you're, a, you're like a, a teacher, teacher. Mm -hmm. You teach teachers. A macher, macher. A macher, macher. A teacher, <laughs> teacher. But you're a guy that makes people like you. Oh. That's, uh, that, uh, yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it transcends flattery in the sense that it's just good common sense to be like that. It's just, it's a good idea. Aren't we celebrating our life though? I mean, the fact is, I know that you, that we laugh and I, and we've laughed together and you and I, you know. Yeah, we, made bla we, we collected on a couple of laughs together we up there too. We clearly have. And the thing is that, that it's a synergy. It's getting energy from energy. The idea that I'm getting energy from you. And if I see that you are a source of boundless energy, then that says I am too. Because it's not something that I have that you don't have. Right. We've got it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. You know, art, art isn't. Art isn't yours in the in the sense of what Western mind considers to be ownership. Uh, you're lucky to be invited to what it used you to do. It's lucky that you you're able to see that you can do that, <laughs> and to be in a time when someone else gave a shit that you were doing it. Absolutely, and the fact that we're we're doing something that people are able to see, and it's not just the art that we're saying, but it's also the voice that we have on Twitter or, or Facebook and all those things. And if you want, you could debase it into, yeah, well, you know, this is the man. It's like you know what? Anything that allows me a venue for me to say who it is that I am, I'm going great. Am I hurting anybody? No. No, it's helping everybody. Right. You do, I would want my worst enemy to know this. <laughs> right. But maybe one day down the road, he goes, I don't know what the fuck our problem was, man. Right. <clears throat> right. But don't you have people that, that, you, that you, you might be sniping with online, and then you see them, and it's like, dude. Yeah, it's easier. To, well, it's like, yeah, being like a fuck you guy with a finger inside your car, <laughs> and then there's traffic, and he walks up to the window, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, what I do is I, I give people the finger underneath the window line when I'm trying to go, fuck you. I'm flipping you off. You don't even have any idea. I'm fucking, fucking ripping you off right now. Um, but it's that idea of making an assumption about somebody. Um, there's a guy um, named Hunter who uh, he and I just fucking go each, at each other politically. And I've, What's his and position? His position is he's a right wing. I think he, he it's, so often conservatives don't want to call themselves right wing. Now and they're saying independent. That's Argentina for former Republicans. Is that <laughs> exactly. head south to fucking independent right. land, man? Exactly. You know, but bring all your shit and set up camps down there. Shave off the tiny mustache and yeah. we're going to invite yeah, you. Yeah, sure, in here, Mr. Right? Guzman. Right, yeah, exactly. of course you're Hispanic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sure. Um, but his, he's, he's right wing and he, you know, he's talking about the, uh, the abortion issue and he's against all that. And I finally went, I, this is what I said. I, I, I said, I typed out, why are we even friends? Why are we friends? And he said, because we both have a love of improvisation and sharing our information. And I was thinking, fuck you. You've got that inside of you and you're being that guy? Yeah. That which you just shared with me yeah. is huge, and you're deciding to be that douchebag. Here's the thing. 
Well, here's a problem. If you just want to bring it to them in, in sort of physics and math terms, mm -hmm. you're, you're uh, like a, a log cabin Republican, you're kind of abetting and aiding uh, an entity that despises everything you stand for. They not, they're very much into obedience mm -hmm. and repetition mm -hmm. and rote mm -hmm. and dogma and you're an improvisationalist, you're an enormous threat to them already. You'll never be invited to the rap party, no matter no, what. I don't want to be invited No, to I'm that. saying he, no, he will never He's right. not going to be invited to the no, rap party. Most no. people serving that entity don't realize it. And like, you know that movie uh, 2012 where everybody's trying to get on that arc? <laughs> the billionaires are all talking about most of the billionaires falling off that cliff. You're in the off the cliff part. You're not invited to the big ramp going up, right. you know? Right. Uh, uh, you're helping a thing that's launching without you. Right. Uh, I, I also feel that nine times out of ten, those people don't even know what they're talking. It's not that they don't know what they're talking about. It goes back to you saying they are, they are mem, they are rem, they are memorizers. Memory-based people are easier to hypnotize by far. Right. Than inventors, because an inventor can almost detach and watch a guy waving a watch around in your face. And right. I'm just now I'm opening five different uh, desktop pages around his head, and I'm looking into what happened in his childhood <laughs> that he needs to do this shit right. to other people. I'm watching from above. I have nine camera angles going like Rashomon on this motherfucker while right. he's going, I want you to relax. I go, oh, so he lowers his voice to calm my nervous system down <laughs> and starts to talk in a repeating right. pattern because right. you're entraining me with a beat. I'm taking notes. Right. But I'm not going under. No, no. <laughs> I'm not a chicken just yet. <laughs> I'm still going to smoke. Um, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. And as artists, we get to look at that process, that, that person, because I'm not just seeing you. I'm, I'm not just seeing the image that you want me to see of you. I'm looking at how you're sitting, the way you're looking at me, how you're talking to me, the tone that you're giving me, because I am an artist and I look at shit from a different fucking point. You're a fine artist and you're an exhilarating cat to talk with, man. This is like a Tesla coil just arcing good lightning. You know, the Tesla coil has yeah. good lightning. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah, sit yeah. there and hold a bulb and read a newspaper and it's lighting up in your hand. You make that kind of, your life force chi lightning guy you know oh, I'm, I'm like i'm bouncing around and at my age it's silly at this hour of the morning to be all springy and ass bouncy in the seat it's because you just start <laughs> loading me up with your energy it's uh i'm gonna hold me all the rest of the thanksgiving now i'm so glad take the raz charge with me I'm you so know glad well but but again i go back to that synergy thing you're a beaming I, guy you beam it i do i'm here because you're making me do that yeah well right? fair enough <laughs> all right you i'll know, take that <laughs> it's really true though and whatever, whatever project I'm doing, whatever that, I'm, that it is that I'm working on, I feel like that's where I want to be. At that moment, that's where I want to be. And if I'm satisfied with where I want to be, there's nothing else that I want to do other than give you the energy of being in that moment. Well, that's a really good teacher who can do a thing like that. Because mm -hmm. you, you kind of charge all your words and thoughts with passion. And people, if they take away passion, what you've taught them to awaken them from a thing this entire century is trying to numb out of them completely. Right. You've re-imbued it. But it's, 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 a, it's a repackaging of energy because that's what passion is, right? Caring. It's caring. Right. And that is a, there was a sort of synthetic nonchalance that came with the 90s. And the Generation X was a, 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 a fed 
entity, mm -hmm. a synthesized fed entity to make people not care because once you cease to care, you cease doing research. Right. What a perfect time to run in and rob the place. Right, and that's what happened. And that's exactly what the nonchalance of Generation X was. It was right. a fake, shut the security system. They just <laughs> disarmed the fucking alarm. I love that you said fake because it's not real. Yeah, yeah, you know, because it was a way to, to shut off hippies occurring again. Right. Right. And, and it worked brilliantly. Well, you look at the th something like the draft, and they got rid of the draft. It's like, you know what? We're not going to have a draft. Yeah. It's all going to be volunteer, so nobody's child is going to go anywhere being forced upon that, and isn't that great? Back to your iPads. Right. Return to your iPads. Right. <clears throat> right. And, and uh, Look down. No one look up. <laughs> exactly. We could be invaded by aliens. You'd never right. fucking know. Oh, we can. And the idea of being invaded by aliens, again, going back to your alien thing, where it's like, just because the aliens land doesn't mean we've got to blast them. Yeah. Why would they wait till now to land when we're more technologically weaponized and advanced? You know, uh, uh, I think if they wanted us, they'd have come and got us already. I, uh, yeah. If you can get from there to here... Uh, I'm assuming you know how to hit a button and shut all our weapons off instantly and make us look like a bunch of fucking I also babies. believe that there's certain things that, certain concepts that, uh, oh, this is crazy, certain concepts that aliens have that we have no idea even how to grasp onto that. Right, the amount of, the amount of advancement, a, a helicopter looks like chaos to a monkey. <laughs> wait, wait, stop. A helicopter looks like chaos to a monkey. Yeah. You know, that's one of those phrases. <laughs> but you picture it, right? It's just some guy with a day job and dental coverage. Ba -ba 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 and there's a monkey, and he's like throwing shit, and the shit blows back into the monkey's face. He doesn't understand the lift principle. He's watching leaves and shit blow around, right, exactly. and he's waving a stick at it. He doesn't know that this guy's bringing, like, fucking medicine and supplies into an area. Right, right. Right. The last thing the guy in the copter wants is to land on a monkey. No. And he's waiting I for the monkey to get out of the landing area, <laughs> circling, you know, politely waiting for the scared thing that doesn't understand to move out of the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. I think of all creatures, I think I would like to be a cow because I feel like I'm just going to be, you know, you come with me, you want to milk me, do that, you know, I'm going to live this. I know that I'm being appreciated. But in I would India, maybe. Right, exactly. But it's <laughs> I like want to be a, a cow in Kansas, cow. man. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but again, um, the idea that, that there are certain things that we don't, we have no concept of, and the mystery of that, and I think that that goes back to fundamentalism and, and, yeah, and sure. Catholicism and Christianity and Judaism and Islam and all, all dogma shuts off the inventing part of the brain. Right. And memory, it goes back to the memory. It's the same exact process. Uh, schools now perpetuate the religion process with what's supposed to be more conventional secular data, mm -hmm. but it's using it's accessing the same half of the head and hyperloading that part. Right, and not you know not allowing the inventor to go. So I guess Montessori schools they're doing a little bit about keeping the inventive kid alive, but I don't think there's anything coming close to popping the kid awake. The, the indigo children, the, you know, the crystal, whatever they're calling, the new advanced 6.8 kids that are coming out with more RAM space or whatever. Oh, are they? I the don't know. The school system is not, is not giving much to burst those kids forward, the more advanced ones. They say that, you know, there's like a kind of kid showing up that is like hyper-advanced at birth. And, Re uh, like more so now a, than others, than other times? Is that what you're saying? Well, some kids are coming through that they call an indigo child, mm -hmm. they're saying. Mm -hmm. And it has an IQ that 
surpasses a convention and uh, their capabilities go at an unusual rate. So it's encouraging to think that evolution didn't just screech to a halt with our thumb, you know? Clearly. And that what's the one part we don't use enough of? Our thumb. <laughs> That's not the answer. Well, we're not hitchhiking enough, man, in, in the galaxy. Well, uh, what's the one point? What is that? What is it? When you say what? what the is brain. That the brain. The brain right. was accessed by. It's actually more than ten percent, but not much more. Right. And I, we're actually getting stupider again. Right. And so evolution needs to come to the rescue, and soon. I think that what what we're doing. Of course, who doesn't think this? I think what we're doing in, 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 in the idea of challenging ourselves and, ch and, and challenging others by, by, by having these conversations and by talking and by engaging, it's like we're going to stave off, certainly I feel like I'm You're reactivating staving, the system. Exactly. And staving off that, um, that <laughs> staving off the idea of, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I'm just going to say, Alzheimer's, you know, in a way that cultural sort of Alzheimer's. Absolutely, the idea that like like shouting at somebody saying, "Turn that music down, it's noise," as opposed <laughs> to saying, "What what is it you're listening to? What are you listening to? I I want to wrap my head around it." And it's the same thing that goes with Republicans, where I look at them and go, "Okay, okay, let's just do this. Help me understand why you're saying that." Because I'm not going to shut myself off. I really got to understand. We both love things. We both want food. We both want to eat and yeah. breathe. How do you live your life like that? And I'm not looking for an answer from them, but I'm just going, I don't get it. I don't get how Rather than say that they are amoral or immoral, I, I say that we're dealing with two versions of data streams. And you are honoring one data stream, and I'm honoring another. Mm -hmm. We might be, if we got one data stream, and we all looked in the screen together, and it was the one source of news, we'd all look at each other and kind of have the same opinion about mm -hmm. it, because we're both basically moral guys. So morality applied to almost a, a generation of lies. You know, right. we're talking now since the Southern strategy, right? The uh, generation. That's well, like, uh, you're talking about the Nixon strategy of him getting the Southern states. Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, to build this neo-racist, right. right. new, far, far, far right, anti-moderate, get away from Ford as far as you can, right. kind of Republican. Right. Uh, he, that was a response partly to Ford. Right. And the softening of the right, and then they want to harden it again and break the U.S. in half, which they've kind of done back to almost Civil War terms. Clearly. Clearly. Um, that, 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 that whole strategy is now, I think you're countering that. I think improv counters that, mm -hmm. because they want very much to shut that part of the mind off, the imagination part, the dream part. Right. They would rather have shows like Spike TV feeding you what a fucking retarded man looks like. <laughs> Remember, you're stupid. You can't figure anything out. Right. But you're handsome and you've got guns. Right, 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 and right. You're right. You drive in the mud because you're a man. Right. You, you leave your socks everywhere. <laughs> You're stupid. It's really true. Like all that You're training, that's so training. True. And, and, and and improv fucks that training up. Uh, right. Good. Right. Knock that fucking thing down. 
I hate being insulted by shit like being told what a man is by stuff like that. And I don't buy into it, and I'm not going to buy into it. And the people that I have around me don't buy into it. And I'm, right now, somebody asked me to 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 write a, a blog entry about um, uh, women in improvisation. Uh, Fem improvisation is what uh, is what uh, Jill Eichenberg is calling it. And I look at that and I think we're we're all we're. I think improvisers are looking at the world in a very different way. We're looking at the world in the world of possibilities. I don't need for this this uh, iPhone to be here right now in order for me to be to be in relationship to it on stage. I'm miming it. My imagination is saying, where the fuck do you want to go? And you can go anywhere. I think a lot of actors are going to look at things and go, well, I need a prop. Do you need a prop? Because aren't you seeing that a prop is tethering you to something that is permanent as yeah. opposed to you saying... So we got to get actual Godzilla to run down the street or you can you just fucking look up and scream and head for the for the subway. Exactly. Uh, and please. I think there's like, like Acme was doing that for a while. The school out here in LA was doing it. If you need a prop you can't improvise a you can't mime a prop I think the groundlings say you can't mime a prop the prop has to be there well you know what's happening at that moment I'm being shut down there's a governor being put on oh, how yeah. much I can work based upon can we get that piece can I get Godzilla up there can I can I do that as opposed to it's all doubts you, now well, well now the, everything is a doubt exactly with, all that. with the material world everything turns into doubt can we it, do it? it? it never, a prop never works perfectly. Imagination can make it do anything. Absolutely. Abs and that's what we do. We go, listen, imagine this. <laughs> right, we're going to have to stop now. We're going to stop. That's oh, how it stops. I know, no. right? Yeah, I know, right? And it just goes click in the middle I, of a well, word. Well, it doesn't go click. It, you know, it, it kind of fades out into uh, it, it, That's the music. most fun I've had in a podcast ever. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm going to start my own podcast soon. I want you to do that. Will you come on? I would come on. I will it's come on. It's called Overview, and I'm just going to talk. It's, it's going to be like this with sketches and some other great. things. And I want to break into characters and do scenes with you and stuff. You know? Oh, it's so great. I think that the, 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 uh, we're, we're still running here because I want to make sure that because very often someone will go I'll go and scene and then they'll go oh by the way I murdered this guy and it's like wait no 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 wait oh. so, uh, anyway, um, I love the idea of overview I think that that's a great name oh, that's a really a great name and I also think uh, that the, what we're doing with podcasts what what's happening now with podcasts is it's the wild west man it's what you and I talked about about mockumentaries and, and improv like years ago right yeah. that idea of whatever it is that you want to do yeah, I love uh, uh, this. This kind. Of, this is you run a tight, wonderful ship, man. I haven't had this. Was a pleasure cruise. Yeah, I don't want this to end. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever have a chance out there to work with this guy, what I'm feeling right now, it's worth you arranging a way to have a version of that and to learn from it. I learned a bunch today. And don't don't be a sap. Study with Dave Rosowski, you guys are genius. Thank you so much. Love you, okay, good. Love you too. Today's episode was sponsored by Fresh Balls. Deodorant for your balls. For more information, go to www.freshballs.com. So fresh, so dry. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrosowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.